Moses came to the conclusion, after weighing it out carefully, that all the glitter of Egypt could not compare with the glory awaiting those who obey the Lord. You see, Moses looked beyond this life. That's what he's telling the Hebrews of the first century. Stop looking at this life. Faith looks beyond this life. One of my most significant memories from my early adult years was the confusion I felt as I found myself needing to make crucial decisions. Where should I go to school? What should I major in? Then, where should I work? Who should I marry? Where will we live? What a load for someone with so little experience in life. Yet the Lord somehow maneuvered me through that maze of decisions to the wonderful situation in which I find myself now one that I never would have imagined 25 years ago. At the heart of each decision was one basic choice. Was my goal to serve God with my life or to pursue the good life? We're glad to have you with us today for another Verse by Verse. Our teacher is Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Pastor Steve has been serving at Lakeside for over 25 years. Verse by Verse Ministries makes his clear, expository teaching available through this daily broadcast as well as our website. I'll tell you more about the website and some of the features you can find there at the end of our study. We're taking a good long look at Hebrews chapter 11. There is a great deal to learn from that chapter and the various passages related to it in Genesis, Exodus, and other places in the Bible. Today, if you're a teen or a young adult, you might have a special appreciation for today's lesson. If you're not that young, uh, don't go away. There's something for all of us today. Pastor Steve, in our last class, began to introduce us to Moses. Starting in Hebrews 11, verse 24, let's find out how Moses' faith helped him make the right decisions. Now, here is Pastor Steve. So, we know that faith triumphs over death and faith overcomes fear. Third practical truth, and this is really tremendous, that you need to just pay careful attention, especially young people who are at the crossroads of life and haven't quite made decisions yet about their livelihood and their spouse and things like that. But faith makes the right decisions. Faith helps us to make the proper decisions in life. And from there, we look at the faith of Moses, verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Now, so we move now, and the writer to the Hebrews moves from the infancy of Moses to Moses as a grown man. He's not a teenager. doesn't mean when he grew up. It means that he's about 40 years of age because Stephen tells us that. Stephen tells us in Acts 7. It's about 40 years. He's getting close to, to 40. And he says, the writer says, that when Moses had grown up, he made a momentous decision in his life. He refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. And it was his faith in God that moved him to make this decision. Now, what is the writer talking about? The son of Pharaoh's daughter. And what does faith have to do with refusing to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter? And you'll recall from Exodus that Pharaoh's daughter found Moses. Remember we said that she found him on the Nile and she raised him as her own son. And what would that mean to Moses to be raised in an Egyptian home as the son of Pharaoh's daughter? Well, let's look again at Acts chapter 7. And we can thank Stephen for this because by the inspiration of God, Stephen is telling us some things that Exodus does not tell us, nor does Hebrews tell us. He's filling in the details. Acts chapter 7, verse 21. 
Speaking of Moses, and after he had been exposed, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and nurtured him as her own son. And Moses was educated in all the learning of the Egyptians. And he was a man of power in words and deeds. But when he was approaching the age of 40, it entered his mind to visit his brethren, the sons of Israel. When Moses was about to reach 40, they didn't have an over-the-hill party for him, I might add. He had a critical decision. Talk about a midlife crisis, this was far more than that. He had a critical decision to make. Would he continue to live a comfortable, prestigious life as part of the, shall we say, the Egyptian aristocracy? Or would he choose to live with the Israelites as an enslaved and mistreated people? That was the decision facing Moses. And you know from the Bible, what we just read, that Moses decided to throw in his lot and identify with the Jewish people. Now, why would he do that? And does God call all of us to do that? Why did he give up a life of ease as an Egyptian prince for a life of suffering with Hebrew slaves? Well, Hebrews 11 tells us that it was the faith of Moses that moved him to make that decision. And we get this clarified in verse 25. Choosing, and this is just an explanation, and I, and I think there's some tremendous truth here. Choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Did you catch that? Watch this. Choosing rather to endure ill treatment with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. You know what the key expression there is? The people of God. The people of God. It does not say uh, Israelites. It says the people of God. In other words, his decision was based on his faith that the Israelites were more than an enslaved people, more than a downtrodden group of, of slaves. They were the very people of God. They were the people that God had chosen. They were the people that God had set apart. They were the people that God made promises to. And so this was not simply Moses saying, you know, I'm a Hebrew and I've got to go back to my roots. And I've got to make this decision. This is purely national. Had nothing to do with that. These were the people of God. And Moses knew they were the people of God. And Moses knew that God had made wonderful promises. And by faith, Moses believed those promises. And you say, how did he know about these promises? Well, either from his, his Hebrew mother, who I said uh, nursed him for some time, or else God just directly revealed it to him. We're, we're, not, we're not sure. He knew the Jewish people were the chosen people of God. And he also knew from God that he was destined to be their leader. Stephen, once again, thank God for Stephen, told us so much. Hebrews, uh, Acts chapter 7, rather, verse 23. But when he was approaching the age of 40, it entered his mind to visit his brethren, the sons of Israel. And when he saw one of them being treated unjustly, he defended him. He took vengeance for the oppressed by striking down the Egyptian. Remember, he killed that Egyptian. Verse 25 says, and he supposed that his brethren understood that God was granting them deliverance through him. But they did not understand. He said, look, I killed this Egyptian. Doesn't that tell you something? I'm here. They said, who are you? What are you talking about? You're here. Now, later on, they, they understood it, though they always gave him a hard time. But they understood that he was to be the deliverer. 
Moses made a choice in his life, and it cost him dearly. Instead of enjoying the temporary passing pleasures which came with being an, an Egyptian, by the way, he's not speaking about gross immorality. When he says the passing pleasures of, of sin, he's talking about the best of foods. He's talking about the, the best uh, living accommodations, the best comforts of life, the best that life had to offer. Moses said, no, I will not continue like this. Yes, I will identify myself with the people God has chosen, and I will be ill-treated like they were, like they are. Moses suffered mistreatment rather than live as if he was a millionaire. And do you know what this tells us about faith? Faith will guide you as it guided Moses to make the right decisions. Life is made up of decisions. We all have choices to make. Every day we make choices. Life, as I said, is just made up of, of choices. You will face it every day. What Moses was faced with, every one of us ultimately is faced with, and this is the most important decision. This is not a decision to become a believer, although that is certainly the most important decision, we should say. But it was a decision of will we obey the will of God? Are we committed to doing what God wants? What God wants. The passing pleasures of sin, temporary fleeting pleasures of sin. You know who's especially faced with that? Young people. Though all of us are faced with it, young people especially are at the crossroads of life. And they have to choose whether they're going to go with the passing pleasures of sin, which are passing and are temporary, or are they going to be committed to eternal values of knowing and following God's will? What is the passing pleasures of sin? I told you a moment ago, it's, it's not immorality. It's not what he's talking about, but we have a term or terms today that would be equivalent to the passing pleasures of sin. We call it the good life, the American dream, success. That's really what we're faced with, especially young people. Position, pride, power, financial wealth. This is just the American dream, to be financially secure, to have a boat, to have a pool, to have a house that everybody oohs and ahs over and wishes that they could have it, to have not only cars, but two cars that are the latest models. To be admired by people, to have people say, oh, I wish I was like them. Let me tell you, the issue is not how much money you have or what house you live in or what car you drive. The issue is your attitude and the pursuit of these things. You see, keep in mind, Joseph enjoyed the palace, and it wasn't wrong for him. But it would have been wrong for Moses. You know why? Because God's plan was for Joseph to be in a position of, of, uh, of aristocracy in Egypt in order to fulfill his will to preserve the Jewish people. That wasn't the plan God had for Moses. The plan God had for Moses was to abandon that and to obey him and identify with the Jewish people and lead them out. But the issue is not whether you're in a palace or whether you're out and suffering. The issue is the will of God. The issue is obedience. Joseph obeyed God. The issue is the attitude of the heart, the pursuit. What are you pursuing? It isn't even a matter of how much money you have or anything like that. 1 Timothy chapter 6, 
sums it up perfectly because it is the perfect word of God. First Timothy six chapter, uh, first Timothy chapter six, verse 10. For the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil. He didn't say money. It was that love of money and some by longing for it. And watch this. They have longed for it. it doesn't mean they have it. There are many people who are poverty stricken, but they long for it. They dream of, of winning lotto, but they may never have that. But it's equally wrong to, to have that desire and be governed by that. They long for it. They've wandered away from the faith. They've pierced themselves with many a pang. And Paul says, but flee from these things. You run from the pursuit of money. You don't run from money. You run from the pursuit of it, to be governed by it, to be controlled by it, to be, to be enslaved to it. He says, you man of God. Men of God don't do that. What do they do? They pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. And it may very well be that when Paul wrote this, he had Moses in mind, who did flee from these things and did run from these things because Moses is called a man of God. So the question you face, all of us face, but especially young people, what will we pursue, the things of this world or the things of God? And the decision isn't always easy to make. But it's critical because it'll affect every area of your life. What career you pursue, your attitude towards money, who you marry, the way you raise your children, who your friends are, how you spend your recreational time, your hobbies, everything, everything. Pastor Steve will be right back to share with us how faith helps us make the right choices. But first, we would like to say welcome to those of you who have just tuned in. You're listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff of Lakeside Community Chapel. Pastor Steve has been serving at Lakeside, located in Clearwater, Florida, for over 25 years. We're studying the heroes of the faith found in Hebrews chapter 11. If you're following in your Bible, we're about to look at verse 26. Now, here's Pastor Steve with the second half of today's lesson. So, how does faith guide us to make the right decisions in this life? Let's see how Moses arrived at his decision. Verse 26. This is what guided Moses, and this is what must guide us. Verse 26. Considering the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking to the reward. The word considering is the key word here, and, and it means, it's an important word, it means careful thought. This was not a snap decision. The word carries with it the thought of weighing the issues in your mind. Moses didn't wake up one day and make an impulsive decision and say, yeah, I think I'll do that. No, this was a mature man who did not make a snap decision, but he thought this through clearly, and he said, now if I go with Egypt, this is all the treasures I have. And they had vast amounts of treasures. All you have to know is when they found and when they find tombs like King Tut's tomb, and King Tut lived a little bit after Moses, the, the vast amount of wealth, the incredible wealth that Egypt had, Moses weighed all of that, said, yeah, this is pretty heavy stuff. And then he weighed what it would mean, the reproach of Christ, meaning that he identified with the Messiah and his people and Moses being a type of, of the Messiah. Moses waited out, and he, and he looked at the riches that Egypt had to offer, and he looked at the riches that God has to offer, and he said no to Egypt and yes to God. But you say, how could you compare 
the treasures of Egypt with suffering. It doesn't seem to balance out. Well, Moses considered that the mistreatment he would receive in obeying God was more valuable than the treasures of Egypt. Why? Notice the end of verse 26. This is the key phrase that opens it all up, for he was looking to the reward. Moses came to the conclusion, after weighing it out carefully, that all the glitter of Egypt could not compare with the glory awaiting those who obey the Lord. You see, Moses looked beyond this life. That's what he's telling the Hebrews of the first century. Stop looking at this life. Faith looks beyond this life. And young people, this is what you have to consider. You're going to college. You're making decisions. You're doing this. What are you going to live for? Are you going to live for this world? If you are, then understand that we'll pass away someday and you will have no rewards. Your rewards will be burnt up or your works, I should say, will be burnt up. There'll be no rewards. 1 John 2 says, love not the things of this world. Why? Because they are passing away. They will all perish someday. We need to think about our eternal rewards. We need to think about our inheritance. We need to think about what goes on after this life. And God will reward us based on our obedience to him. This is not salvation. Salvation is not a reward. It's a gift. This is about obedience. Listen, faith helps us to make the right decisions in life. You know why? Because it causes us to have the right values. That's important. Faith in God's word and his promises causes us to have the right values. The choices you make stem from the value system you have. And the way you change your value system is to focus on what God says would be important. If, if this world is everything to you, then, go, then you're going to go for broke. You're going to go for everything if this world is it. But if you understand this world is temporary, it is passing away, nothing will last, then you will make godly choices based on faith in God's word that heaven is real, eternity is forever, and you will submit to God's plan. That's what Moses did. Joseph did that too, and it had different results. Hey, listen, if you submit to God's plan and God still blesses you with, with all kinds of physical things and material things, fine, fine. But don't pursue that. You pursue the will of God. And in pursuing that, you have eternity in mind. That's why Paul says in Romans chapter 8, verse 18, For I consider the sufferings of this present time not to, are not worthy to be compared with the glory that's to be revealed to us. You say, well, you know, I don't know a whole lot about that glory. I'll tell you what, I don't either. I don't either. I've studied the book of Revelation. I still don't know a whole lot about what the future holds for us. But God said that the sufferings we have can't be compared to what he has for us. We'll find out when we get there. The bottom line is this, faith motivates us to live with, with eternity in mind, not today's passing pleasures, and therefore faith moves us to make choices that are of eternal value. Some young people and older folks and all kinds of people at different stages in life have made rotten choices, horrible decisions, unwise moves in their life because they're living for today. They're living for today and they're paying the consequences for it. How much better to make the right decisions based on faith in a God who cannot lie and tells us about the future? How about you? Are you willing to abandon all that this world has to offer for Christ's sake? Are you willing to do that? I didn't say that God's going to call you to do that, but are you willing? 
I just spoke to a dear friend recently who has some money, who has a very nice home. And you know what he told me? He said, if God wants to take this all away from me, that's all right with me. And that was not a snap decision. If God wants to take it all away from me, that's fine with me. That needs to be our attitude. Now, God may not take that away from him. Then again, he might. But the issue is your heart. Are you willing? And the only way you'll ever make this decision, this choice, to say, God, you can take it all if you want. I just want to do your will. The only way you'll do this is by faith in God, whose word about eternity and its rewards can be trusted. Great message to the persecuted Hebrews. You know what, he said to, what he's saying to them? He's saying to us, be like Moses. Decide by faith to live for the Lord. Don't abandon Christ for the comforts of this world. Suffer for the Messiah as you choose to have eternal values. And that's the same thing for us. I don't know what the future will hold. We may be persecuted deeply. You may have to choose whether you're going to be persecuted or not. But keep in mind, you must choose with eternity in view. So what have we seen today? Faith is very practical. It's not just pie in the sky. It affects us here. It affects the way we face death. How are you going to face death? You ought to face it with triumph. You ought to know what the Bible says about death and dying and eternity. Faith overcomes fear. Any fear you have, your boss, of your friends, of your family, they might yell at you. Maybe in a witnessing situation, you, you fear that lack of popularity. Faith just drives it out because there's a greater king and a greater authority than your boss. And faith moves us to make the right decisions. It may not involve martyrdom, but it involves everything in life, and it could include martyrdom. Faith moves us to make wise choices. And it all boils down to this. Do you believe God? Do you take God at his word? And are you serious about what he has said? That's the bottom line. You see, there are some people, when they look at faith, they look at faith as a doctrinal statement, and they can tell you all about the Trinity, and they can tell you all the theology in that, but, uh, and that's good to know. But that, if that's as far as it goes, that's not very deep. When the Bible looks at faith, it says, hey, you're a traveler on the road. You're one who's involved in faith. Faith is not an abstract theology to you. Faith affects how you live. So, man, you got to apply this to your life. And that's what this is all about. Rather than direct opposition to our faith, we usually contend with more subtle pressures and temptations. We often don't have to worry about physical opposition, at least not yet. But there are constant nudges from all sides attempting to divert us from living obedient lives. Whether the pressure to serve ourselves rather than God is direct and obvious, or it comes at us from a different angle, disguised as something good, the danger is the same. If we have accepted Christ as Savior, our salvation is secure. But we need to choose, as Moses did, whether we would rather go after the stuff of this life or a closer identification with the Lord Jesus Christ. Today's class concludes Pastor Steve's sixth message on Hebrews 11. But we're not yet done learning about the heroes of the faith. There is more to come. You have been listening to Verse by Verse with Pastor Teacher Steve Kreloff. For over 25 years, Pastor Steve has been serving at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. 
His teaching ministry has expanded to include verse-by-verse ministries, which is a faith ministry, supported by the prayers and gifts of listeners who have first been faithful to their home church. If you would like to hear today's lesson again, please visit our website, versebyverseradio.org. You will be able to listen online or download today's class. There is also an archives page with previous programs. We offer a free podcasting service as well as a complimentary newsletter. You will find that and much more at versebyverseradio.org. To order an audio CD or a cassette tape with Pastor Steve's entire message, call us at 727-239-0306. Leave your name and a number and we'll return your call during weekday office hours. That number again, 727-239-0306. Please join us again for our next verse by verse as we continue to explore the wisdom found in Hebrews chapter 11. We'll see you then.